from the rugged desert outside Yuma, Arizona, this is Outpost Outspoken. Outpost Outspoken is the official podcast of U.S. Army Yuma Proving Ground, which conducts natural environment testing of military equipment in Arizona, Alaska, and the tropics. Hello, I'm Mark Schauer. YPG's systems test branch is responsible for the firing, maintenance, and even repair of everything from 9mm small arms to 120mm cannons. They test and maintain everything in a turret, from sophisticated electronics and targeting equipment to the smallest bolt and rivet. Marine Corps combat veteran Hector Vergara has found working here very rewarding. What inspired you to join the Marine Corps originally? Uh, friends. Friends were enlisting, and um, I wanted to do something for this country. Um, my parents came here for the American dream, so it was something of a uh, give back. And you were in basic training when the Twin Towers got hit. Yes, sir. I was actually in the rifle range um, that day um, at about 0100. The CO woke us all up and uh, let us know, hey, what you guys are learning now is going to be implemented in the next couple months. So take it serious, learn, and uh, do your best. You were part of the initial invasion of Iraq in 2003. Yes, sir. I was part of the initial invasion. Uh, I was mounted on a uh, 240, uh, providing combat security. And uh, we're there from January um, to about mid-September. And you were deployed again after that. Correct. We uh, came back in September, like I mentioned. And then in January, we got the call once again to help out coalition forces from January to September of 2004. And after your enlistment, you came back to Yuma working in HVAC. Correct. And growing up, you hadn't heard of Yuma Proving Ground. Never. Never knew YPG existed until my current, at my boss at the time said, hey, go out to YPG and get a job. Uh, this is not the place for you. And I said, uh, what is YPG? He said, they shoot guns, a lot of military stuff. That's what you know. You know, take advantage of it. So I came out here and uh, went into the EC3 building and they gave me a list of jobs. I applied and I've been here since 2007. And that whole time, you've worked in various capacities in the systems test branch. Correct. What do you folks do in the systems test branch? So we, as they say, we shoot, move, and communicate, meaning we shoot, we test different weapon systems from a 9-millimeter handgun to a 120-millimeter uh, on an Abrams tank. Uh, we communicate. Um, via Singars, um, JBCP, FBCB2, and uh, and navigate uh, via Blue Force Tracker. But essentially, anything in the turret of a vehicle, it's your group's responsibility to test it. Correct. Uh, day in and day out, our guys are stuck in the turret, making sure that the systems are working properly. Uh, we have set waypoints in all the different courses out here. Um, and their job is to make sure that everything's, like I said, working correctly. Now, we want natural environment testing, so you're out in the blazing hot desert in the summertime in the turret of a military vehicle. Yes. Uh, 
I believe uh, temperatures reach about 130 inside those vehicles. Uh, we take our, you know, the daily operations, take our breaks, make sure that everybody stays hydrated. And, uh, but that's what we do in a nutshell. Now, I heard one time that if you like firing weapons, this is the job for you. Correct. This is the job. There is different platforms that we test, like I mentioned earlier. 9mm, uh, AK-47, sniper uh, systems, um, Abrams tanks. And to some extent, repair is part of your work, too. Uh, to an extent, because we do have the maintenance team. Uh, any major faults that we do run into, we call the maintenance team. Did you get a sense of satisfaction working on these vehicles, having experienced firsthand what it means to the warfighter? Uh, yes, sir. A hundred percent. I know that not only myself, but the whole team, you know, takes great pride in coming in day in and day out and working for the warfighter. And you've been here 16 years. You must like it a little I bit. I love it. You're going to make a career out of it? Yes, sir. What about... Young people like you were years ago, what advice would you give them if they wanted to have a job like yours? The best advice I would give them is if they want this type of job is if they enlist in the military, you know, um, the knowledge or get the knowledge you you could get and make sure that you carry that over here. Um, I guess you could say just take pride and make sure that what you want to get done for this country, you bring it to bring it here. And this job has given you some educational opportunities too. Yes, um, I've gained my bachelor's degree in business administration. I've taken various uh, leadership courses while be here, while being here uh, as a GS employee. I really appreciate you coming by today. Thank you. Welcome to Outpost Outspoken. I'm your host for this segment, Anna Henderson. U.S. Army Garrison Yuma Proving Ground recently named a new Deputy Garrison Manager. Mr. Dan Carter has worked for 20-plus years with the government, and it all started with a part-time job in Germany. Let's hear more about Mr. Carter's career and what he hopes to bring to YPG's Garrison. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on the position. What was your initial reaction when receiving the news? It was a bit in shock. Obviously happy. It was a great time to career progress. My whole time has been in family and MWR throughout the world. And to have a chance to oversee the directorates instead of being a director in a directorate, the challenge was there, and I absolutely was ecstatic when I, when I found out that I received the job offer. I want to explain to the listeners, when we say garrison, we're talking about the city-like functions within YPG. Can you please explain the role of deputy garrison manager? It's like a city manager job. Basically, we oversee all the, the functions, the quality of life, the base support operations for the community. And basically what it is, it's a support function. And it makes sure everything's running, you know, safely, make sure everyone, things running continuity. And then obviously the protection of the community, not just the housing, but the, the workforce is important part of that function of being a city manager. Right. So overseeing the fire department, police department, department of public works, all of those city functions that um, we have here on the installation. Why do you feel that Garrison is vital on an installation? Again, I go back to the quality of life. When you have soldiers out there, service members, you know, protecting the country, uh, different operations, different units, different functions, it's important that we 
provide them that quality of life, that protection like they would just living off outside of the post. Same thing with the workforce. They expect a lot from us. So in order to do that, you know, they must have policies in place, must have rules, got to function correctly. So all that comes together in that synergy, you know, for the workforce, especially the garrison workforce, to provide that to the units of an Army military installation. Okay, so now let's answer the question that everyone listening is wondering. How did your career start? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, when I graduated from college, I still wanted to play uh, basketball, wanted to try it professionally. And so I had an opportunity to play professionally over in Germany. And so I took that opportunity. And within four or five months of, of playing, you know, you don't, there's not much light in the wintertime in Germany. So, you know, being a young, being a young 22 year old, practice was at night. Usually one game during the week, that was on the weekend. Sometimes you had one during the week. Where did we go and go have our fun, you know, go out with the teammates, go out with friends, and then, you know, go to sleep late at night, four or five in the morning, get up, and wouldn't see daylight. So for about two weeks that happened. And so I said to myself, enough of this. I got to get do something during the day. I happened to have a, a friend that was a power zone manager in Darmstadt, Germany, asked if I wanted to get a part-time job on the base. It happened to be with Child Youth Services, and here I am 20 years later. <laughs> so you didn't want the baller life. You wanted the government employee life. Well, yeah, not at first. I was not. This was not supposed to be. It was supposed to be a four-month, five-month gig until the season was up, and then I go back over, and I go back home to America and then find the next opportunity to play overseas. However, it showed job security. It showed an opportunity and people were were trying to talk me into it. So I ended up staying and, uh, you know, got bit by the love bug. And so I was in Germany for about, you know, nine years before I finally got out there to career progress. I wouldn't change it for anything. It was a great opportunity. And sometimes when you don't know what you're doing, what to do in life, it just kind of falls into place. And that's what happened here. We talked about your height. You're six, seven. I am. Okay, everyone is going to try to be getting you on their team when we have these <laughs> intramural sports. I'm just telling you. Oh, those days are over with. So <laughs> lots of injuries, had a kill injuries, had a hip replacement. So my, my playing days are over with. So I just like to watch and observe. So right. no more playing days. So <laughs> no recruiting, please. <laughs> okay. Tell me more about your position before arriving at YPG. Your most recent one was in California, but you were very far away from the beach. Tell us about that. I was the uh, program director for Family MW war for sea army depot it was unique because there was only one soldier uh, that was the mission commander the 05 commander and then you had a workforce of all civilians that were 1200 and it was also in a remote very remote isolated area very similar to here just different climate it's cold in the winter and like you can get cold here but it doesn't snow you don't get ice or thank goodness for that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so i've been doing the program director of family new for five years three different installations so sotocano honduras and then i was also did it in uh, fort buchanan puerto rico as an acting one for about 15 months so my whole career has been there i've been all over the world, like I said, Germany, but I spent eight straight years in tropical weather and I loved it. Love island life, you know, Hawaii, Puerto Rico, Honduras. And if my if I had my choice, I would retire in the tropics, that's for sure. Wouldn't we all, right? Yep, definitely. <laughs> now, so we, I uh, had asked you about this before. I asked you if you speak Spanish, but you said a little bit, un poquito, right? Yeah, poquito, yeah. Um, but you also speak German probably better than Spanish? Yeah, my German's a lot better than my Spanish, being over in Germany for, for nine or ten years. The Spanish, because Puerto Rico, the first year I was off base, and then I had to come on base because of the position, because of the EOC situation and, and the, the hurricanes that can happen during the summer. And in Honduras, you're, you're must live because it's a temporary change of station assignment, so you have to live on base. So when you live on base, you don't get 
that forcefulness of speaking the other language because they all speak English. So that's why my German is much better. But now, I haven't been in Germany for 10 years, so I've lost a lot of it. But if I go back, I can probably pick it up rather quickly. So. All right. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people that come in from Germany to YPG. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll get some people out there trying to throw some German phrases no at you. No problem. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what you knew about YPG prior to coming here. Well, one thing I knew is that from researching that the, the winters are great. The, the sunlight has the most sunlight on Earth. At least this is according to Google. Um, <laughs> believe it. And, it's on Google. Yeah, believe it. <laughs> there you go. And it doesn't rain much, which is the rain wasn't the issue. It was more of being in the cold. It was a rough winter up there. It's a rough winter, I think, across the United States this year, especially in the west side to mid, Midwest. But Yuma, just that year-round warm temperature was one of the reasons why I applied. The second one is obviously career progression. So far, what's been your impression of YPG? Oh, I love it. It's I've enjoyed it. I know it's just been a short time. Uh, everyone's been grateful, uh, the workforce and everyone on post in the housing. I've uh, been able to go to, to the city of Yuma, and it was very surprised by It's not, not small. It's not big, though, either. Uh, has everything you need. The traffic's not that bad. I now I haven't experienced the, the snowbird yet. Um, my whole experience has been great. And, of course, you know, waking up to that warm weather is just phenomenal. It's just, just one thing I really enjoy. It sure is. What do you hope to bring to YPG? Well, one, definitely the leadership. I mean, it's a big leadership position and big responsibility. Bring that people-first culture. A lot of us talk about it, but it, the main thing is is showing it by our actions and, and supporting uh, not just the workforce, but all of the people in, in YPG. The strong values of ensure that we do have that people-first environment, and I think that's the best way to go. I think that we both provide, me and the GM, the servant leadership, but we change when we have to to help the people. But our focus is more about the people, the workforce. And then if we do that, then they support the whole installation. So it's take care of that staff. Well, I think that you and Mr. Ken Musselwhite are going to do great things together. Thank you for your time. Thank you. This has been Outpost Outspoken. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next time from the Army's busiest test center.